0: Welcome in, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Final Score podcast. Uh, Greg Swatek and Alexander Dacey uh, here with you. Uh, Alexander, uh, gonna be uh, riding shotgun with me start to finish uh, this week on the podcast. Uh, A lot to talk about as we move deeper into the state playoffs. And on this week's episode, we'll be talking a little college basketball as uh, Hood uh, men's basketball coach Chad Dickman uh, joins Alexander and myself. Uh, Blazers open the season uh, this Friday against Lehman, right alexander yep uh it's, it's their annual mmi uh, tip-off tournament which they've done for four or five seasons now um so they started uh i believe they play at 5 p.m on uh, friday at bb and t arena uh constellation game will be saturday at one followed by the championship game at three o'clock on saturday uh so look forward to catching up with coach dickman and, and seeing how uh, his team is shaping up for the coming season uh, but lots going on here locally, Alexander. Uh, we usually start with football. And, man, last week in the first round of the playoffs there weren't a whole heck of a lot of surprises outside of maybe the 1A North uh, where, where Brunswick uh, fell to a Havre de Grace after having a 19 nothing lead in, in Catoctin, a, a team that's really been hit hard by injuries in, in recent weeks, had been struggling uh, to move the ball on offense. So they had to plug uh, a new quarterback in in uh, Seamus Stull. Uh, they went to lock Raven and and, then they got their first playoff win since their state championship season in 2019. So, so a great result uh, for the Cougars last week, but, but every, everywhere else, it was pretty much, it was pretty much chalk uh, with, with mostly uh, blowout games, uh, which leads us to this week. And I think we have some uh, intriguing matchups uh, still left this week. Three a West uh, Sherwood at Oakdale, uh, uh, Manchester Valley at Ligonor, uh 4A, 3A West. Uh, Frederick is back in action after having the bye last week. Uh, they play play Thomas Wooten at home. And Urbana travels to Magruder, uh, 2A West. Uh, Walkersville and Damascus, everyone remembers the great Walkersville-Damascus Damascus, uh, classic in 2017. 1-7-3 uh, by the Swarming Hornets with some controversy because they scored the winning touchdown on a play where they had 12 Players on the field. So, uh, two very different teams uh, Walkersville and Damascus uh, from that uh, 2017 uh, classic, but uh, always an intriguing matchup there. And Middletown in the 2A West uh, will host Liberty, uh, a familiar uh, Carroll County foe uh, in the second round of the 2A West bracket. And Catoctin goes to Bel Air uh, to play Patterson Mill in the 1A North. And lastly, on the local football front, uh, we have MSD. Uh, they host the Keystone State Football League eight-man championship on Friday. Uh, I wonder if it's there Saturday, was Saturday. Or, excuse me, Saturday at 6 against Model, uh, a, a team they uh, played a close game but beat uh, earlier in the season. Uh, you, you wonder about MSD because the week before the, um, the playoffs, um, they lost it at Delaware County Christian. They gave up 48 points in that game. Last week they come back to MSD, it's a rematch of the same game and MSD completely flips it around. So you wonder what they weren't showing uh in that first game against uh, Delaware County Christian.
1: I, I I just wonder maybe if they if they didn't have I don't want to say film or maybe they they just didn't have enough information, so they were they were sort of maybe caught a little off guard. Did I know someone, they were also did someone
0: not play that that might have played otherwise. Right. Too. And
1: and I'm not a hundred percent sure about that. Now, obviously, you know, given Given that they did have did have the week to prepare, they very clearly prepared well, and they knew what they knew what to do. Um, you know, I, I I don't think I was you know g- given the result of the week before. You know, I was expecting okay if they did win, then it would be it would be close, but not not the total runaway that they had. So, um, you, you know, MSD was was the one seed – is the one seed in that uh um, uh in 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 this tournament. Robert so reigning champs and reigning champs too. So they you know they they sort of I guess reasserted themselves and now they get you know the rival model to to finish it out so it's kind of it's going to be a probably a fun saturday night yeah it was, uh, it over, was, over at uh um over at msd
0: it was a close game when, when they played earlier i believe it was MSD, a low slow scoring uh, 14, too, 14 yeah. to 6 i believe yeah uh, M- msd one so
1: it, unusual for msd normally they're normally they're running up the points so uh, they
0: typically dominate model i don't think yeah. models beaten them maybe since the turn of the century <laughs> so uh so it's a it's a series that msd has dominated so obviously they'll be Fairly confident, uh, given that and the earlier win this season. But, but yeah, uh, MSD closing in on yet another. I don't know if they'll win the Deaf National Championship this year because Indiana School for the Deaf seemed pretty formidable, and, and they beat MSD, I believe, way back in August. Uh, in they the they had a 60-burger dropped yeah. on them. Right. <laughs> that uh, they gave they give, they give up, up 60 <laughs> points in that game. So, um, so I don't know if they'll be the Deaf champions this year, unless Indiana School for the Deaf ha- has some losses that I'm unaware of. Um, and I, as you, as you reach for your uh, cell mm-hmm. phone to check, um, um, but, but yeah, they have a, they have a chance to win another KSFL, uh, championship. Uh, what else strikes you about the football? I'm most intrigued by the Sherwood Oakdale game. Cause Sherwood's a formidable oppo- opponent. Uh, they went to Damascus and they won uh, this year. Um, they're a three time state champ. So, so, um, uh, the program has history and, and tradition, um, and uh oakdale didn't get much of a test against north hagerstown last week but and obviously they have been the team on the mission this year to win the title that they didn't win last year that to me seems like the most intriguing game
1: yeah and, and i i have a little bit of history with sherwood um from uh from when i was in high school because uh we at blair we we play, they were in our division so we played them every year and they were like the one team we could never sort of get over the hump against and now um the Blair's coach when I was there is now the coach at Sherwood um Andrew Field. So, he's so he he he's, he's I mean he's a good coach. He's got a good 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 staff with him and they're always competitive. I know relatively speaking they're, they're they're not maybe quite as strong this year as they have been in past years and I think this is their first time in 3A in a in a while. They they've you know they've been pretty solidly a 4A team uh at least as long as I can remember. So, you know, it's, it's maybe not the same I guess Sherwood team, but uh, you know they'll 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 probably give Oakdale, um, you know you know one of their I, I know Oakdale the last couple of weeks has has sort of been able to sort of ease into this because they they got they got all their super super hard games out of the way, you know at the beginning so this this will sort of be probably a nice little nice little test nice little you know you know you know ramp up game I guess for them and you know where where they they're pro, they're I'd say they're pretty clearly favored, but yeah, it, they it, they can't they can't overlook it, Sherwood. It, it, at it's all. a game they could lose yeah. if they're not on point and,
0: and they're not playing their best. So and we're in that time yeah. of season where if you don't bring your best, you could your season could end uh, just because you're, you're probably not going going to win. Uh, Ligandor at Manchester Valley. Manchester Valley, not much history there. You 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 expect Ligonor to roll in that
1: one. The the sort of the one interesting note I know in that one. I know we we'd mentioned um you know there it was mostly chalk. Uh, that the Man Valley actually upset uh, Westminster. Westminster was a three seed, so um that you know that sort of threw a little not not that not that I guess you know was going anywhere because they were always hosting this game, but that sort of throws a little wrinkle because Westminster you know much more of a Offensively dominant, you know, high-powered offense, and I, I think, I think Man Valley only held him to two touchdowns. So, you know, maybe Man Valley is more of a defensive team. I don't know. I don't know if they've seen a running back like Ethan Arneson, but um, you know, we'll have to see. And I think, I think he's getting very close. Um, there's like, a, I think a good chance this week he actually takes over the all-time county rushing record i don't um do, do you know the number Oh, uh, i think ball, it's ballpark? five i think it was is ray gray i obviously i think it's 50 54 74 i want to say yeah um it's somewhere around somewhere around there and i think ethan's within about 100 yards yeah, maybe it, a little more it's crazy to think like yeah. he
0: passed like uh, uh 5,000 yards for the season like weeks ago so yeah. uh, that, that, that's nuts to think about so but you would expect Legg and get given their tradition and the yes. strength of their team, to win that one. Yes, I'll lean on your Montgomery uh, County expertise mm-hmm. to tell me what sort of football tradition Wooten and Magruder have.
1: They're historically very, very mediocre. Um, you know, Magru- Magruder's been better recently. Uh, Wooten had a little run in the 2010s where they were solidly above average, but they they've kind of fallen back to being mediocre. Um, they they actually they actually uh, TJ gave them a game last week. It was uh, it was I think tied and tied in the fourth quarter and. Wooten Wooten needed Wooten like scored late and they needed like like an interception or something to to sort of stop TJ from trying trying to rally. So you know maybe I I think Fred I'm guessing Frederick won't have too much trouble.
0: Well, they um, they didn't have much trouble with TJ the week earlier, right? So, so
1: you know well, well, that that sort of common opponent I guess would dictate that, but um again you, you never want to overlook anybody. Um and Ur- uh, Urbana you would think would have a great shot against Magruder too. Yes, um again Magruder has been more competitive i guess in recent years i wouldn't say i wouldn't say they're 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 never fantastic or anything but they're they're, they're just a sort of you know decently average uh you know football team that, that'll always sort of that'll always sort of hang around and sort of be in the game so i i, I can't see i don't know if i can see urbana totally running away with it but i, I would have to imagine urbana's probably favored or at least ha- has an edge in this one
0: all right uh we got some other sports going on too on saturday we have a pair of State soccer semifinals, uh, uh, at Tuscarora High School, so the games will be played in the area too. Uh, Northwest Northwestern uh, faces Urbana boy in boys soccer uh, class four a at five p.m. and that is followed by the class three a girls for the third straight year. Mount Hebron against Oakdale, uh, the last two have gone to Mount Hebron by one nothing scores. Can the Bears finally uh, get over the hump and turn the tide? Seems like both games, Alexander, are going to be tall orders. Uh, Mount Hebron, uh, the 2021 state champ, uh, obviously a finalist last year ha- after, after beating Oakdale, won uh, the nothing. Um, they have nine returning starters, Mount Hebron. Uh, they're 14-1 they're and one this season. They're only lost it to a nationally ranked team. So as great as Oakdale is uh, and, and as capable as they are, I mean, it's soccer. Uh, a, a, a bounce uh, here or there could di- dictate the outcome. Uh, you got to imagine it is going to be tough. The
1: the I guess the the two things they have going for them, uh, is is a that it is at Tuscarora, so relatively speaking, it's it, it's I guess like a de facto home game for them because they only you know it's like a 15 minute drive for them versus Hebron's probably got a forty probably 45 minutes to an hour from you know Howard County. Yeah. Um. But I guess the other thing is you can just say well. Third time's the charm. Maybe they know, maybe they, they, they can remember stuff from last year. I mean, yeah, I, I would have to think just given Mount Hebron's pedigree and especially the way, the, again, the way they performed this year and the fact that, like you said, their only loss is to uh, McDonough, uh, McDonough School, who is, uh, and I think it was like a one goal game too. It wasn't like a blowout either. So
0: Right. Two to one, I think it was. Yeah.
1: They're. It, it it might be hard, um, but hey, stranger things have happened. Yeah, uh,
0: and Northwest too, looking for their uh, uh Northwestern, excuse yeah. me, in boys soccer, looking for their second state title in three years. Uh, they're twelve zero and one this year, so obviously undefeated. Uh, but Urbana, they're they're hot. They've won twelve yeah. of their last thirteen, um, and, and they've been playing really well. Um, so again, soccer is a weird sport. Uh, a bounce uh, here or there could decide things. So. So you give each of our teams a puncher's chance, but I, I would say both the Urbana Boys and the Oakville Girls go in as sort of the de facto
2: underdogs. Agreed. And
1: and the caveat too for Northwestern last year is apparently uh, apparently they I guess they they had to forfeit or they had to um, I guess they weren't eligible to participate in the postseason because I guess they they used there was some ineligible player they used so they didn't they never got a chance to defend their state title from twenty twenty one so maybe this is them maybe this is them making you know kind of ma- making that run again so. Well, we'll have to see. But, yeah, I'd have to imagine Urbana, you know, for, for as strong as they've come on lately, um, you know, wouldn't, uh, w- would not probably start out as an underdog as All well. Right.
0: So that's state semifinal yeah. soccer at 5 and 7.30 on Saturday at Tuscarora. Uh, volleyball was being played uh, on the day that we recorded this. Uh, three region finals for volleyball. Uh, 4A West uh, defending state champion Urbana was traveling to Clarksburg uh walkersville uh in the 2a west was uh, going to play williamsport and uh ligonore um uh, in the 3a west uh gets to face uh juggernaut north hagerstown so so three uh state volleyball region two games there I, again I, it, it's a tall order for anyone when, when you get to this stage of the season because because the opponents you're playing are are almost always good um with, with, with few exceptions um, and state cross country uh, this Saturday at Hereford High School. Uh, Gabriel Ryling of Catoctin in 1A, uh, Justin Banks of Tuscarora in 3A, James Partlow in 4A, all region champs. You have to, you have to, you have to give them a shot to come away with uh, state cross country titles on Saturday. Uh, any other thoughts before we get to Chad Dickman here, Mr. Dacey?
1: Um, I, I guess I'm just looking forward to some, uh, I guess, good football again uh, on Friday, and I, I, I know. You know, I, I've I've got the Frederick Wooten game, so I guess I'm not expecting that one to be quite as competitive as as I know you've got Oakdale Sherwood, which does which really does have my eye. Like again, I, I I Oakdale should win that, but it it wouldn't surprise me if it was competitive for a little bit longer, maybe than there, maybe than they'd be comfortable with. But they again, they I mean they've they've shown you know this year that even when they're in those competitive games, they they always come out on top, or they like. Go, go back
0: to that Milford Mill game in Week One, right?
1: And and like the, the again the two times I saw them, they they were less than perfect by a long shot in both those games. They were pretty sloppy, actually. Longersville
0: and Middletown, and Middletown,
1: but they still you know they still pulled it together and you know pulled out some pretty decent wins. So they just they just know how to win. You know, we'll see we'll see how that goes against you know against against a team that also. historically knows how to win yeah
0: i would expect oakfield to win but 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 sherwood is is not going to be north hagers they're they're
1: they're no pushover i've I've learned that over the years Uh,
0: yes all right when we come back uh, hood college a team with a lot of local flavor about a quarter of the roster is made up of frederick county kids and the blazers again get started on friday in their uh, tip-off tournament and when we come back we'll talk to uh, their coach uh, chad dickman so stay with us here on the final score Back here on the Final Score Podcast, Greg Swatek and my colleague Alexander Dacey here with you. Uh, Time to welcome in the head coach of the Hood Men's Basketball College, the Hood College Men's Basketball Team. Easy for me to say, uh, Chad Dickman. Uh, This Friday night at BB&T Arena, Hood opens their season against Lehman College. It's part of the MMI Tip-Off Tournament uh, that the Blazers have been hosting, uh, and that is followed by a 7 p.m. game between Delaware Valley and Wilson College. Uh, Chad, uh, this is a good season opening event just uh how how do you think it's grown over the couple years you've been doing it
2: yeah i I think it's the fourth or fifth year we've been doing it um obviously took a a year off for covid but it's been uh it's been great i mean we've gotten some local teams in it uh certain years we've had the number one team in the country come down um it's been um it's been a a really good kickoff for us just kind of start the season get some excitement um and we usually have a a couple pretty strong teams coming in um this year all three teams that we uh have coming in are all uh pretty good teams so it was it was kind of hard to figure out who we want to play first so um it should be a competitive tournament uh i think that uh uh, we, we could have three uh or four really close games but uh hopefully we can uh uh get two wins and win a championship and start the season off right who
0: who, who controls the scheduling for this tournament H- how'd you wind up with a layman in the first round
2: uh i do um so we we kind of send out some invites uh sometimes just kind of through word of mouth i'll, I'll see guys at like au events and they they'll say hey can we get out of your tournament next year whatever um layman kind of just hit me up out of the blue and i don't really know much about uh them um in particular they're from new york uh, but they've had some really good seasons in the past few years so um we just gotta honestly just uh look at what they're bringing back how they were last year we try to play the team in the first round we think we match up best against um uh and then um
0: uh yeah you can't go out in the first round of your own tournament right
2: (laughs) yeah i mean ideally but uh it was kind of a uh Pick your poison this year, because uh, all three teams coming in, like none of them are going to be uh, walks in the park. They're all going to be talented and uh, well-coached teams.
0: Okay. Well, what do you know about Delaware Valley and uh, Wilson?
2: Um, Wilson has just gotten better and better each year. I mean, in the last five years, they've really taken some strides. Uh, I know their head coach, Mark Seidenberg, pretty well, and he does a really nice job with them. Um, they got some good transfers in. They got some uh, solid high school kids, and uh, they'll be they'll be a scrappy bunch. They'll have some good athletes. Um, and then Delaware Valley brings back pretty much all of their players from last year. And they had a solid season last year, uh, but they had probably their best player only played in eight games. He was a freshman, um, and he's back. And they have a really good grad transfer that was uh all conference division two player and now he's doing a grad year there so they'll be um they'll be pretty talented so it should be a uh a good two days of college basketball for sure who
0: who, who might you see in the final if you got that far if you beat a layman uh do, do you have a uh betting favorite between delaware valley and wilson <laughs>
2: um Vegas would probably uh favor Delaware Valley but uh I have no idea. Is it, is, is uh, it
0: a, is it a pickem or a, by by a couple of points
2: or um Question. We probably, probably 6 or 7 points I would say. But, okay. Uh, but I wouldn't I wouldn't bet against uh, I wouldn't bet against Wilson cuz uh uh he'll have them ready to play and and uh you know they'll be first game of the year I think everyone's going to come out and and put that effort in.
0: All right, Chad, here we are eight seasons and more than a hundred wins later. You're getting set to enter year nine at hood. First of all, does that sound weird? Almost a decade at hood. And just how do you feel entering year nine here?
2: Old it's getting, uh, getting up there now. So yeah, uh, the, the, the
0: back's bothering you Yeah, You have to, you have to work standing up. Uh, you, you aren't, you are an old man by now.
2: That's true. That's true. got, uh, uh, kids in the picture now. So, um, no, it's been a it's been a really fun ride. I mean, um you know it's uh, we've we've had some really good teams, uh, some great uh, guys in the program that have made it easy. I've had some really strong uh, assistant coaches. and you know obviously, with my father and all his assistants, they kind of built the foundation for everything. So um, it uh, if it, it definitely goes by fast, uh, almost ten years is is crazy how how quickly it's gone
0: did you have a a master plan did you think you'd be at hood for 10 years uh, was this your long-term job or just sort of how did going back to when you uh took over the job uh, from your father how did you sort of view the next 10 years if you if you could in that window back then
2: yeah i mean no i didn't really have a definite long-term plan i would say but uh I, you know, I I thought I could see myself coaching the rest of my career here, provided I didn't get fired. So, um, I think uh, it's a good fit uh, for uh, for me. Um, you know, we got, my parents are still in town. I got, uh, you know, my sister right down the street. My wife had, uh, works in Frederick County Public Schools. Um, so, you know, being from the area, I, I think I just have more of an attachment to Hood than probably the um, typical Division three coach has to uh his college but um but yeah i mean i I, i'm not a guy that has any type of uh you know i got to get to a higher level you know um uh i'm just kind of doing the best that i can do here and uh you know uh luckily that's paid off and we've had some successful seasons
1: And, and chad this is uh this is alexander from across from across the studio here um going into year going into year 9 you know what what is this team going to look like i know you you have, you return a somewhat decent chunk of your your roster and your starting production from last year so is it just going to be sort of building on you know building on on that on that bunch from last year or you have any sort of new players you're, you're you're looking to looking to take strides
2: yeah i mean we had uh seven guys graduate which is a lot of guys especially at division 3 level um and some good players and, and, and some great leaders. Um, so you know, that definitely hurts your program when you lose uh that many guys to graduation. Um, but you know, we do have some uh some really talented guys coming back. I mean, uh two local guys, Tremaine Strickland and Garrison Linton, uh were both second team all conference last year and, and they're both back. Um, you know, we have some guys that play a lot of minutes for us, uh, that are that are just key pieces for us that are back. Um we have a, a freshman class that we're really excited about. Um, you know, we have uh, um, seven freshmen that came in and then we have a, a graduate transfer um, that came in from uh, Mount St. Mary's. He was a preferred walk-on up there, um, Justin Geeland. Um, and he actually played at University of Maryland. He was a soccer player for his early uh, uh, career and he won a, a national cha- championship at Maryland in soccer. Transferred to Mount uh, to try to use uh, uh, his basketball eligibility. Played a year up there and actually played in some games up there for him. Um, and then he now he's in his last year of eligibility here. He's in grad school and uh, uh, he's been uh, definitely a shot in the arm for us. He, he's picking up stuff quick and just with his, uh, I mean, he's a veteran. He's he's an older guy. Uh, he's obviously played in successful programs. Knows what it takes to win. Uh, he's been a really nice addition uh, for us. So. I'm excited. I mean, I, we're very deep. We, we we have a a ton of guys that we can throw out there and, and not have a big drop-off at all. So um, I think we can use that to our advantage.
0: Hey, hey, Chad, I'm looking at your roster here. I see guys like um, uh, Tremaine Strickland. I see Soren Almquist, another senior. I, I see Jack Fricka. These are guys that played and contributed for you when, when you made the NCAA tournament two years ago. Just Just what is the value of having that sort of experience, having guys on your roster that have, played at the highest levels of, of, of this sport? Uh, just the, just the value of having them on your team. Yeah. I mean, I think they
2: just, uh, um, they've seen the standard that's been set and, um, you know, they have those expectations now. So, um, you know, the guys, they, they work as hard as any group we've had. Um, and, you know, having that senior, uh, leadership, uh, our, our older guys aren't as vocal as, uh, our seniors were last year. Um, but they're very, very good lead by example guys. And they're starting to get more and more vocal because they see that uh, that's what we need. Um, So they're kind of coming out of their shell a little bit from a a leadership perspective. Um, But, you know, uh, it's definitely uh, nice to still have some pieces of that championship team where, you know, these guys have been around the block. They know what it takes. And uh, I think that just really helps with the overall culture. And when, you know, things start to maybe go awry, uh, hopefully those guys can kind of bring it back on track.
0: Uh, Sixteen and ten last year. Uh, ten and six in the Middle Atlantic uh, Conference Commonwealth. Uh, h- how do you feel about last season? Uh, you, you played uh, Randolph Macon in this uh, opening tournament last year and played him as well as anyone in the country. I mean, you took him to three overtimes. I uh, just, how do you feel about the way last season unfolded?
2: Um, you know, whenever we, uh, our goal is always going to be the to, to win the championship and, and make the NCAA tournament. Um, so overall, um, you know, a little bit of a disappointment cause I thought we were good enough. Um, but with that said, I mean, we were probably picked to finish sixth or seventh in the preseason poll. Um, and people, I think a lot of people just thought we'd be, it would be like our down year to get us because we had just graduated Evan and Mason Wang, who were two of the best of all time here. Um, but the guys just, came together and we weren't as talented offensively um, but the guys just worked and grinded it out and we were probably a better defensive team definitely a better rebounding team and we were um, we kind of hit our stride in, in the second half of the season and um, we were I think the only team that was really giving us problems in the conference was was Widener um, and they were the, the second seed uh, Alvernia was the first seed we swept them in the regular season and then uh we finished as the three seed and ended up having to go to Widener in the semis uh and lost at their place so um that was disappointing but overall you know looking back on it i, w- I was happy with just the the uh the fight that the guys showed and how they just kind of came together and um you know o- overachieved i would think in in most people's minds um but i think all the guys uh, agree that you know this, this year will be a disappointment uh, with anything less than a, uh, uh, an NCAA tournament run. So, um, so we're excited. Um, uh, I think we definitely have the pieces.
1: Well, Go ahead. Um, what sort of, I guess, I guess what, you know, pieces and sort of what are you looking for, from them to take that next step? Do you think, I guess that, that, that I guess, experience they gained last year. And I know the, the guys who had it before and the guys who sort of picked up on it throughout the season last year, do you think, um, is there anything you're looking for from them that'll, make it so you guys take that next step and get back to the, get back to the tournament.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think every year we start to figure uh, a little bit more out with, with, with what's most effective for us offensively and defensively uh, just with our personnel. Um, You know, we've been recruiting to our style of play, um, you know, for years now, I think that's paying off. Um, But I think like, you know, the guys that um, uh, are back from last year's team, we've also added, Uh, some really interesting pieces I mean we have uh, like I said uh, our freshman classes is is, are going to be very very good and uh, some of them will help us out from the get-go you know Justin as a grad transfer uh, is going to help us out a lot Uh, we also have one of our uh, forwards who's just had injuries the last two years and really hasn't had a chance to really get on the floor uh, Garrett Cox um, is really really talented I think. uh, this could be his breakout year, knock on wood, provided he stays healthy, um, but he gives us kind of a, di- a dimension that we really haven't had um, uh, lately, and he's just like a six-seven forward that can do a little bit of everything. He can shoot the three, he can score inside, he can handle it, he can pass it, so we're excited to get him back in the mix, and, you know, I just think we have, from a, uh, a talent and depth uh, perspective, um, you know, we... We have what we we have what we need uh, to make a run. Now it's just about putting all together. And conference is going to be really good. Um, you know, Widener is already getting votes in the top twenty-five, and uh, they'll be tough. But you know, we're we're going to show up every single game and expect to win.
0: What where, where are you guys picked in the league this year?
2: Uh, we were tied for third in the preseason poll. So it was Widener. Um, after Widener was um, Eastern University, and then we us in New York were tied for third
0: a a fair assessment I mean it's a preseason poll so I I know coaches don't put a ton of stock in those or value in those but uh, um
2: yeah it's about it's about what I expected I I actually thought we would be fourth um um which you know the lower we are the the more I like it but um yeah you get to
0: fly under the radar right
2: yeah yeah so um you know like you said it, it it all it is is numbers in the preseason it's Uh, all about, you know, you can use that for bulletin board material a little bit, but when it's all said and done, they're, they're pretty worthless. Do you use
0: bulletin board material? Do you, do you, do you scour, uh, media stories and tack stuff up on an actual bulletin board?
2: Um, I wouldn't say I scour, but if we get, if we get some material to, to utilize, to, uh, you know, uh, get the guys to play with a little bit more of a chip on the shoulder we'll, we'll we'll pull it out here and there for sure
0: well what, what do you like hold it up in front of the room or how, how do you present this information
2: uh, it could be any number of ways any a number of ways okay um, so you know it's uh our guys our, our guys are, are they, they definitely feed off stuff like that so uh, if it works you know, keep
0: doing it. Yeah. Uh, your, your roster has always has a little uh, has a local flavor. Uh, about a quarter of the roster uh, is, is comprised of local kids. Uh, Tremaine, uh, of course, uh, is, is one of your veteran leaders. Uh, you also have uh, Garrison Linton, uh, who's in his junior year. He played at Oakdale. Uh, Josh Stevens, uh, interested to see him in his, his second year for you. And, and also uh, uh, Jude uh, Hughesby, who was a great player at, at Urbana High School last year. Uh, you, you recruited him and uh, will Will Jude contribute? Will he be in the rotation right away for you?
2: Yeah, man. We also we also have Javon Yarbrough from Williamsport, um, so just the next county over. Um, and you know, unfortunately, him and Josh have just battled some injuries. Javon played last year and was and uh, was healthy more. Josh missed most of last year with injuries. Uh, so you know. Uh, now Javon's a little banged up. We're still kind of waiting to, to get a timeline on when he'll be back, but hopefully soon. Cause he's made a big step in the off season. Uh, Josh is get is almost at a hundred percent. He had to get ankle surgery in the off season. So, um, uh, we're trying to get him, uh, back to hundred percent. Um, and yeah, Jude is going to be a, uh, uh, a really good player for us. I think he is very, very underrated. Um, I was surprised he didn't get recruited by more schools out of high school, um, because of his size and just his skill level. And so he, he
0: can shoot. He's a big, that can shoot.
2: He can do a little bit of everything. Yeah. And, and, and he, and, uh, he doesn't, he doesn't look, uh, like he's the uh, quickest guy ever, but he moves his feet really well and just has a good feel for angles and, uh, and, and, and he knows how to defend. So, um, you know, he, we'll see like he, I, I think he's going to, a lot of it will just kind of depend on, um, uh, you know the game situations who we're playing but um he's doing everything he needs to do to 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 make an impact uh, early on and and he's going to be a guy that um, I think is going to be really really good here
1: what um when when you're looking for for players like him and you know guys guys you're sort of recruiting out of this area is, is that sort of, is that sort of what you're looking for someone who's sort of versatile can do a little bit of everything and you know you can sort of you plug and play as you please or do you, do you have a more specific i guess tight tight you know it's more specific uh thing you're looking for
2: yeah no we we honestly um there's certain things that we that are necessities for us but as far as positions like we're not really going out saying we need a four we need a three we need a five um because how we play we're pretty positionless and everyone's more or less doing the same thing um and all of our offensive actions are kind of just kind of uh you know a feel for what the defense is doing so um we're, we're, we, when we recruit, we're more or less just looking for, um, highly skilled basketball players. You got to be able to shoot the three and you just got to have a good feel. You just got to know, uh, uh, you know, how to play the game, which sounds simple enough, but, you know, um, a lot of guys just don't understand how to, um, play the game the correct way. Uh, and a lot of it's just decision making, it's basketball IQ, decision making, not trying to do too much, um, you know, making, the extra pass, a lot of stuff like that. And so, you know, obviously you want good athletes, but we're not going to get great athletes with great size that shoot the three and defend every position. Um, you know, those guys are going to to Maryland. Um and uh so it's 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 one of those things we're we're finding guys that maybe a little bit uh shorter, uh uh maybe uh, not quite as as big or as quick or as explosive or as athletic but i think every bit as skilled as some of the guys you probably watch on espn so um you know that's what we really try to focus on is is finding the most skilled guys and um you know it, it helps with how we play defense we we play a lot of zones so it helps to have guys with good uh size and wingspans um but you know i think uh we're recruiting more and more locally i mean i think every year um our our roster has gotten a little heavier with frederick and even surrounding county guys um i think the basketball has just been has picked up in 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 the county in the last probably four or five years so um with the you know with the population going up i think you just got you know uh, consequently more uh athletes and and a better pool to pick from so that's that's nice having having a lot of these guys in our backyard and and it makes recruiting a lot easier
0: uh, nine years in are you recruiting differently now than you did when you started and are, are you coaching differently now than when you started
2: um yeah recruiting yes um not like a full 180 degree term but we uh, i think we're just recruiting uh, i think we're just paying attention and do a lot more research and and kind of i don't want to I, I don't want to say like background checking or, or or even vetting but just kind of getting a lot of opinions on the guys that are in the mix for recruiting i mean we we really want to find uh guys that aren't aren't are not only like high gpa guys but you know high character guys and, and guys that coaches are like raving about um you know you can kind of tell after talking to a coach uh he may say the right things but you you can get a feel for uh just uh you know the conversation of if he really really enjoys coaching that kid so um, I think we we, we focused more on, on on that end of things, trying to find the right fits for uh, our program. Um, and, you know, uh, I think skill level has just been something we continue to, um, I think, hone in on a little bit more every single year uh, and not worrying so much about, um, you know, athleticism or or or, you know, stats or size, whatever it may be. Um, so, and and then coaching wise, I think a lot of the stuff is the same uh we have we, we've we've dialed some stuff back. we've focused on some other stuff a little bit more but um it's uh it's it's a process. a lot of it is just kind of uh, you know as a coach, you start to have a little bit different philosophies as the years go by and um that's the the interesting thing about uh, basketball is that every year it's it, you have a whole different uh Palette to work with and you got to figure it out
0: you're an analytics guy um i'm curious how much technology has changed your job because now you on the ipad you could pull up plays that happened seconds ago and 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 look and see what happened so i'm curious how much you use that stuff which i'm sure is quite a bit and just how it's sort of changed the job that you do
2: yeah so i think the ncaa i didn't really pay attention because like we just don't have the budget for this stuff but um i think they're allowing iPads on the bench now for basketball games um, yeah the
0: the, the, mount, the mount people i had them on recently and they were talking about right. how they could pull up a play seconds after it happens
2: yeah so i'll need uh angle to donate some of those iPads down to us cuz we yeah. just can't well, you're, there's,
0: there's no you don't have an iPad budget
2: <laughs> uh i barely have an iPad uh myself okay so. all right um, but yeah i mean we do have some um some technology that really helps with with scouting especially like film with uh it's called synergy and a lot of the nba teams use it d1 teams use it so it, it really breaks down film for you and we also have uh we just got like a huddle artificial intelligence camera that films the games by itself and it'll break down the stats and the shooting percentages from this spot from this spot Um, And it'll do all that stuff um, after, and all you do is submit it to huddle and they, and they kind of chart it all up. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where, you know, back in the day, you got a Excel spreadsheet and you're making the the tally marks for all this stuff. And uh, now it's just, you submit it and within 24 hours, boom, you get that whole um, layout of uh, those stats and analytics at your fingertips. Um, So. It's it, it has been a big change. It's, it's, it's a big time saver. You know, you're not, you know, driving hours to, to hand off a VHS tape uh, to another coach like I was doing, you know, 20 years ago when I just when I got started. So uh, that the technology has definitely made it more efficient um, for us as coaches. Uh, no doubt about that.
0: All right. So, what's an acceptable level of threes per game? Because we've established in previous appearances on the podcast that the mid-range jumper is like the worst shot in basketball history. Now, so so, what's an acceptable level of of threes per game?
2: Well, I think it's unacceptable to take less than twenty. So, um, acceptable. Uh, that, that's a that's a that's a high ceiling. Um, we we had a uh, inter-squad scrimmage the other day, and uh, I think we took. I think we took almost 90 threes as a, as a team in a scrimmage in a, in a, in a, squad scrimmage. And then if you count, it went to overtime. If you count the overtime, we were over hundred attempted three.
0: Now, hold on here. Does everyone have a, does everyone have a green light? Can anyone shoot a three or, 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 or threes off limits uh, for some players?
2: No, we won't recruit a guy that can't shoot. So um, everyone's got the green light. You gotta be, you know, and if you don't shoot an open shot, then, then we have problems. Um, but I think that's just one, one thing that makes us hard to guard is that we can stretch defenses out a lot. Cause you have to account for everyone on the perimeter. So um, I don't know. I, I, I hope that we're taking close to forty threes a game this year. That that's, that's kind of what we want to do. We're usually between 30 and 35 the last few years, but um, I'm fine up there around 40. I mean, if we can get layups and, uh, uh, open threes you know uh we'll we'll take them uh, it, it should be uh it should be uh an interesting uh year because I, I our guys are really you know surprisingly bought into jacking up tons of threes so
0: what, what, what if i'm open from 16 feet and take a shot is that an instant ticket out of the game or uh what, what, what happens with the mid-range shot
2: if you are personally i'd probably have to see you play but uh <laughs>
0: Well, I'm, I'm, I'm short. So, but, 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 I, 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 I could shoot, I, I could shoot, I can make an open jumper though for you, but, but, um, but maybe, maybe the three, maybe the behind the arcs pushing my range a little bit.
2: <laughs> no, we like, there are certain guys that can make that shot. Um, we tell the guys, you know, later in the shot clock, I'm fine with that. And, um, you know, but I think if we execute well on offense, we're going to get a wide open layup or wide open three. So uh, no need to force any uh, mid-range jumpers, but again, like against good teams, especially, you know, you're you're gonna have to get a shot up, you know, with five seconds or less on the shot clock, and it it may be a mid-range, it may be a pull-up, um, so you know you got to get something up there on the rim. Um, so that that that's the time I'd be fine with that. Uh,
0: ha- ha- the schedule uh, uh, shapes up for you pr- pretty nicely. You have the, you have this tip-off tournament, and then um, uh, you have a tournament in D.C. You're playing in, right?
2: Yeah, so we play uh, the two games this weekend, and then on Wednesday we have Mary Washington from Virginia coming out here, and that, and they're in the top twenty-five uh, in in uh, a handful of preseason polls, um, and then we go down to Gallaudet for the battle of uh, D.C. and Maryland. Where, yeah, who who's in that tournament? Uh, so that's the every year it's us Catholic St. Mary's and Gallaudet. Okay, uh, so it's kind of a rotating tournament. We each school hosts it uh uh each year so it it kind of rotates i think we get it next year i want to say um but uh but yeah that'll that'll be uh that'll be a good tournament for us i think catholics like 15th in the country right now in the preseason polls um and then we got we follow that up on the 24th friday the day after thanksgiving we play Cal lutheran yeah how'd you get them
0: to come across the country
2: uh, so, he ran their coaches randomly uh, called me one day and said they're going to be out here for like a Thanksgiving road trip. Um, must be nice. And they're playing three games out here. And I think they're playing Stevenson, Randolph, Macon, and they needed a third. And so uh, they wanted to play, or he asked me if we would be interested in playing. So, that was the only day that we could play. So, we got a one o'clock uh, day after Thanksgiving game against them and then, uh, uh wait, me, wait, wait, wait.
0: Are, are you concerned about that game? Cause everyone's going to be full of Turkey. I mean, th- that's going to be a slow starting game, right?
2: Um, am I concerned about it? Yes. Cause they're, they're really good. Um, and you know, it is Thanksgiving for them as well. So I don't know how they're going to handle that being, uh, uh, all the way. across. Are you going to
0: send over some extra Turkey, some extra stuffing, some extra pies, um, uh, to Cal to Cal Lutheran, uh, to, to see if you could fatten them up a little bit.
2: Yeah, we gotta figure out where they're staying for sure. Um, yeah,
0: think, like welcome, welcome, to, welcome to Maryland, welcome to Frederick. Uh, here, here's a nice Thanksgiving uh, uh, gift basket for you.
2: Yeah, some flying dog, a little bit of everything.
0: Yeah, it, it, exactly. Uh, back to the tournament, uh, playing Gal Just what's that dynamic like up uh, facing a team like that?
2: Uh, it's interesting. Um, they, especially at their place, um, you know, at their place, it's it's very quiet um and but there's a lot of like uh uh stomping there's there, there, there's whistling and, and you can kind of you know they very watch like one of the ESPN specials about how their athletes operate you know a lot of it is by uh vibrations and and stuff like that so um it is it it's kind of a cool thing but it, it it's definitely different because um you know it, it is such a dead gym and you're used to hearing you know all the fans you know cheer and whatnot um and you know when, when they score their, their fans are you know doing the, the 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 sign for applause but they're not actually clapping their hands so it's just like it's very uh it's very unique and you know sometimes the ref blow the whistle and the game keeps on going and and, and you gotta like uh uh you know they, they gotta kind of it, it takes a little delay to to kind of get them um to, to slow down with everything but um but it is it's it, it's it's pretty it's pretty uh cool to see how they um uh can try to overcome like the you know the uh, the hearing obstacle and still able to you know put the team out there and perform and um you know their coach is a really good guy um and, and he's also hearing impaired so um it's uh uh it should be interesting I mean, we, we play them first game uh down there so we'll we'll play them at their place so Three or four years or four years ago, we we had the same uh, situation, so it should be it should be a cool experience. And,
0: and you also squeeze in right after Thanksgiving in an exhibition against Mar- uh, uh, American uh, too, um, um, so so that'll be a, a good test for you against a, a, a D one team.
2: Yeah, yeah, it'll be the first D one team you played in a couple of years, which will be nice. Um, so it's a real game for them, and uh, we're going to consider it an exhibition because we're allowed to have two two scrimmages last exhibition so we had one scrimmage and then we're going to consider that an exhibition so it won't count on our actual record but it will count uh for them so that'll be on like the espn scoreboard and everything so it'll be it'll be a cool opportunity for us
1: how how do you sort of get a game like that scheduled where where you were you know you're you're going i guess two levels up to d1 um
2: usually just networking and that a lot of my buddies are division one assistants uh at, at this point and um it's getting you know the better your program is sometimes it's it's harder and harder to find a division one game uh to play um just because a lot of division ones just don't want to take the risk of that game uh being too close or potentially losing um but, um, you know, they they were playing another non-Division one. I can't remember who it was, but they dropped out. Um, and then um, I called up – someone told me about it, so I called up my buddy that's assistant there and asked him if we could take that spot. And he told me the date, and I was like, all right, well, that'll be three games in four days right after Thanksgiving. Um, so not ideal, but uh, since we – I mean, we reached out to probably 100 Division one schools within – anyone within six hours, and – got no takers so The,
0: the, the mount the mount won't play you you've played the mount before
2: we have we have um uh yeah we i i tell dan every every year like just give me a date but um you know a couple sometimes the scheduling doesn't work out uh sometimes they're trying to get something different out of their exhibitions and scrimmages but um he tells we're we're gonna pick it back up at some point. They're
0: they're ducking uh, you, Chad. They're ducking you. Hey, <laughs> I didn't say that. Didn't say that. <laughs> you guys can say whatever you need. I've
2: told, told Dad as much, but uh, but no, they um. But yeah, it, 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 when we do play them, it's it's an awesome event. Uh, uh, just uh, because you know they usually get really good crowds, and I think we'll end up doing that. Um, uh, in, in in the future, I'm just not sure when uh what year we'll end up picking that back up, but hopefully soon.
0: Hey, uh, real quick, cause we're, we got about a minute left. Uh, well, what, what's the key for you guys this season? What's the key to a successful season for for the for the Blazers of Hood College?
2: I think just uh, blending in all the new guys um, and, and just having the older guys just uh, uh, really uh, become great leaders. Um, uh, th- th- I think they're getting better with it every day. But when you have, you know, uh, eight new guys coming into a program um, and you know a solid team coming back. Uh, there can always be some tension uh, you may you know it, they may not mesh uh you know you may have some uh egos getting bruised here and there but our guys have been um great so far i mean the the new guys have really bought into everything um they respect the the older guys um so it's i i i think our chemistry is is really good right now uh haven't really hit any adversity yet so um you know we'll see what happens when when that comes about but um but I think as long as we can kind of just stay locked in and, and keep that chemistry up, I think we're going to be uh, – I think we got a chance to be, to be really good, honestly.
0: All right, Chad. Uh, we're, we got about uh, 30 seconds left. Thanks for doing this. And, hey, if Cal Lutheran re- rejects your uh, Thanksgiving uh, care package, uh, send, it, send it over here to the FNP, and Alexander <laughs> and I will be happy to accept. So.
2: Oh, uh, you got it. You got it.
0: All right, sir. Uh, best of luck this season. Thanks, thanks so much again.
2: I uh, appreciate it, guys.
0: That is uh, Hood Men's Basketball Coach uh, Chad Dickman. What do you What do you think there, sir? Thanks for doing some of the heavy lifting with me on the interview today. Yeah, no problem. Well, what What, what do you think of uh, what he had to say?
1: Um, that was. Uh, it, it was definitely good. I mean, he, uh, you know, it, I I think I think the uh, I, I I I think they definitely. I I, I guess want to say at least in terms of the way the team structure, they they seem to be better going forward. Um, or they seem like they're going to be in a decent position to maybe take advantage. I know the, like you probably saw, I think both of our eyes got wide, you know, when, when he said that they had what 90, was it 93s or something they took in the regulation of that scrimmage. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that's, uh, that's a lot. That's a lot. (laughs) Um, and and like, like we said, we, we know, we know, we know he doesn't like the mid range jumper. We know he loves to just, you know, chuck it up and, 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 and have everybody shoot, but I mean, I, I, I would also say, I, I, ho- I hope if you're taking that many threes a game that a lot of the, a lot of those are falling. Or at least like a good chunk. I mean, I guess volume shooting it makes sense. You don't want
0: to be like thirty for ninety,
1: right? Yeah, that would. I mean, you would you would get ninety points out of that, but that would also be extremely inefficient. Ninety points. Well,
0: I mean, ninety three. You got to think, how many possessions do you have per game? Like, if you take, if if if, 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 do you have ninety possessions in a game? Like, Uh,
1: I mean, if you're running, if you're running at a fast pace, probably. But like that, this is like the seven (laughs) seconds or less
0: Suns. Yeah, uh, Suns almost. Yeah, so. Um, but, but anyway, and I, and I like that they recruit local players too, because uh, we, we cover these kids in high school and, it, and it's cool to see them, uh, <clears throat> play on the next level too. And you're, you're already familiar with their story. So. Right.
1: And, and, and kind of like you said, you know, some of the, I guess the, the, the positionless basketball that they, that, you know, and, and, and Jude, Jude is a great example of that, you know, when I, you know, we were watching him at Urbana last year, right. He's, you know, uh, he, he's technically that he was technically their big or their, their center, but he wasn't really a traditional center. I mean, you know, he was he was he was shooting long range you know, kind of shooting from everywhere you know playing you know playing good pretty good defense all around and you know uh very efficient at the free throw line so you know those i guess those are the kind of guys they want and i know i know a lot of a lot of basketball is kind of trending that way anyway but um you know i'm sure uh, i i think there there'll be more there'll be more players where that came from coming down the pipeline from here All right, uh, that will
0: do it for us this week, Alexander. Thanks again for riding shotgun. Um, my thanks to uh, to Graham Cullen uh, for for producing each and every week, and to Chad Dickman for, for coming on. And we're we're all excited about the start of college basketball season. Uh, take care, everyone, and we'll see you back here next week on the Final Score.